There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul, back on your radio. Erev, Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Hazino, and I gotta get it right now. Tov, Shin, Pei, Dalet. This is the first, well, actually the second Shabbos of this year, but the first Shabbos where we have a Kriya a normal Kriya a Shabbos, take a Kriya And a Baruch Hashem, Sheikh Yon, Vikimon, Vigyon, Kodesh, Prochus, Gimn, Chus, to carry on. Learning Torah together on Erev Shabbos for another year, Bezd Hashem. Halavai Vaita, Kodesh Bokosh, Kibish Sakayach, to carry on for much, much longer to be able to learn countless amounts of Torah and get Chizuk together from each other for a long, long time on a continuous, on a continuous basis. So, let's start right away with the week's Pasha and then, obviously, because uh, Yom Kippur is coming up right after Shabbos. We're going to spend a bit of time on the mitzvah of Vidui, on the mitzvah of, con- of confessing one's sins on Yom Kippur. Famous pasuk in this week's Pasha. Zuchor Yom Yisraelam. Remember the days of your Binu Understand the years of generation after generation. Moshe Benu pleads with the Jewish nation to wake up from its self-imposed sleep and ponder the lessons to be gleaned from history, from the past. A refusal to delve into the occurrences of the past and what preceded various adversities, a lack of perspective has become the basis of much of human error. We don't learn from history. We are blessed with Gidele Torah, great Tamil Chachamim, whose perspective on the past is, is honed by a wisdom born out of their penetrating analysis of Torah and the wisdom and, and divine assistance that results from such immersion that when a person learns Torah, it gets tremendous shmaya, tremendous ability to see things that the rest of us cannot cannot see. Furthermore, as has been noted by many, we have no Hebrew words for history unless one considers the the word historia, a Hebrew word, it really isn't. We find, however, the word Zechoyer in its various forms relates to history. Zechor means memory which is quite personal. One remembers what has meaning to him. Thus, our approach to history must be very, very personal. It's our history that in some manner we relive what has happened to our people throughout the millennia because what happened to them happens to us. Also, Rabbi Chon of Asaman writes, he writes in his, in his Kovetz Aris, number 12, 
that the above pasuk, teaches that it is a chiyuv doraisa. It is a Torah obligation to study and understand our people's history. It's through only through such penetrating study that we are kind of given a, a, a window into understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways. He knows what to expect. The Chazal, the Gemara in, in Tamid asks, who's wise? One who sees what will be born, i.e. the consequences of one's actions. Haroya es ha-noilad. Right? The word noilad, literally translated, means what was born. The word that should have been used is yivolate or yulat, which will be born. Apparently, if one studies what has happened in the past, the consequences of our actions, he's going to know what will be born. I know it's what to expect. The Alta from Kelm writes, there is no wise man, no wisdom like yesterday. In order to determine whether the path we are about to take is straight, we should just look back and see what happened to our forebears who took this path. If it worked for them, then it is straight. If it did not, then we know which path not to take. Yesterday teaches us how to act today. This is one point nine high FM. The program is sold to soul. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on one hundred one point nine high FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Hazinu Tov Shin Pei Dalit, as we begin another amazing year of uh, opportunity to study and learn Torah together. Baruch Hashem 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 so good to us that we have this opportunity. We are standing, sort of staring down the hollow eye socket of Yom Kippur, the most holy and exalted day of our, of our Jewish calendar. The day where we can accomplish everything. But we have to know how to use the day. We have to know what to do, how to do it, and what can be the most effective way of utilizing the incredible arsenal of weapons that we have at our disposal and available to us on, on, on Yom Kippur. Let's learn together a Rambam. A Rambam in the beginning of Vilchus Tshuva, first halacha, says as follows, Kol mitzvah sheba Torah, any mitzvah that exists in the Torah, bein asay bein loisase, whether it be a positive commandment or a negative one, one you shouldn't do. Im ovar odom al aches mehen, if any person violated any of them, in other words, he failed in the performance of a positive mitzvah, uh, and or he failed in his in his ability to withhold himself, to stop himself from doing something he should not have have done it. Bein bezadon, whether he did it wantonly and on purpose, or bein bishkaga, whether he did it 
inadvertently by mistake. When he decides to repent from what he's done, the and 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 he regret he turns he returns away and and sort of comes back to Hashem from having done the chait. So as part of that process of doing tshuva, chayiv lesvados, he is obligated to confess his sins lefnei hakel baruchu in front of hakadosh baruchu. Shenema, as the pasuk says. Isha, man or woman, Kiyasu, who does any one of the Averis, <coughs> it says, then they have to confess their sin, Asher Asu, which they did. Ze vidui devarim. This is a confession of, of words uttering before Hashem all the Averis that we've done. And he adds and he says, vidui ze mitzvah the, the recitation of this video of this confession is actually in itself a positive mitzvah. In other words, it comes very clear from this paragraph of the Rambam that the main component, or certainly one of the main components of tshuva is through the mitzvah of saying vidui, through the mitzvah of confessing Averis who may have done. And therefore, the main fundamental task and, and kind of a, a, a personality of Yom HaKippurim, which is incumbent upon every single person, is to do, to do tshuva and using this weapon, this means of vidui, of confessing. And the vidui is, is, is part and parcel of the day of Yom Kippur, right? It's part of our, of our tefillah. As in fact, the Rambam writes a little bit later in, in Perik Bey's Halacha Zayin, Yom HaKippurim, who's the man tshuva, lakoil. The day of Yom Kippur is a time of tshuva for everybody. L'yochidul Rabin, for the individual and for the public. For who kates mechila It is the final time where we can get atonement and absolvement for the Jewish nation. And Lafikov, therefore, everyone is obligated to do tshuva, and to say vidu, and to confess our sins on, on Yom HaKippur. The, the Ritva also, in his commentary on, on Rosh Hashanah, Tav Tezayin, says a very similar thing. He says that Yom HaKippur in Mitzvah Menatayra, it's a, it's a Torah obligation, Lisvadais, to confess Veloshu B'Tshuva, and, and to do Tshuva. As it says, Mikol Chatoisechem Lifnei Hashem Titoru. This is the day where you can purify yourselves before Hashem from all of our, of our sins. And the Chilich also, in Mitzvah Shin Samach Talit, adds, if a person violates this, person passes up on this opportunity and doesn't confess his sins on Yom Kippur, which is this, the fixed day in our calendar from the very beginning of time for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to grant atonement and, and, and forgiveness, he has, he has negated this mitzvah's assay and he adds, for oil oil adam 
woe to a person who leaves this world without having confessed the sin, the Nosavainai, he will be responsible for, for his sins. Now the Gemara at the very end of, of human Daf Pezayan says, Tona Bonan, Achazal learnt, Mitzvah Svidui, Erev Yom Kippurim Im Chashecha. The Mitzvah Vidui is to be said on Yom Kippur at night. But even though that a person may have said the Vidui Arvis at Mairev on Yom Kippur night, called Nizre night, Yisvara Shachras, he repeats it again. At Shachras time, Shachras, even though he's done Mayrav and Shachras, Yisvarim Musaf, he repeats it a third time already at Musaf. Musaf, even though he's done already Shachras, he's Mayrav, Shachras, and Musaf, Yisvarim Mincha, he repeats it again at, at Mincha. Even though he's done already Kol Nidre and Shachras and Musaf and Mincha, Yisvarim Nila, he does it again in, in Nila. And we need to understand, why isn't it enough to say Vidui just once, right? Okay, why, why do we have to keep on going over the Vidui again and again, right? In, in the quiet when I say, in the repetitions when I say, we say, what, some 11 times over the course of Erev Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur. Furthermore, we need to understand, the Mishnah Bur brings down in Simon Tafresh Chof, and he says as follows, On Yom Kippur itself, we say at least 10 times Yom Kippur, right? At least four for each one of the four Tvilas, and four more in the repetition of Shemar Essay, and stay upon him, and one time Echa B'Milcha, one on Milcha Shemar Essay of Eregam Kippah, and one by Meirah Shemar Essay, which corresponds to the ten times that the Kohen Godel mentioned <coughs> the holy name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on, on Yom Kippur. And, and we ask ourselves, like, well, it doesn't make any sense. What is the connection between saying Vidui to the Kohen Gadol mentioning God's ineffable name on Yom Kippur? Which, as we know, if you Kohen Gadol, that name used to go out of the Kohen Gadol's mouth, the Kedush of the Torah. What's, what, what's the connection here? And perhaps you can explain it. Based on what the, uh, is written in, in the Sefer, Nachlas Binyamin, we write that all the words of Chazal, that we say, Schar mitzvah Baha'i Amaleka, there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. In other words, for all the mitzvahs that a person does properly, he will not get the reward. There's no, there's no way that we can get reward for our mitzvahs because there's absolutely no currency in this world that is payable for, for a mitzvah. Our mitzvah is a completely spiritual thing. But he adds something amazing. <clears throat> but the merits that were created by the fact that a person did tshuva and he did tshuva not to avoid punishment. He did tshuva because he wanted to come back and come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As the Gemara and Yuma says, that when a person does tshuva out of love of Hashem, even the Averis he did on purpose, 
become merits, become as if he's done mitzvahs. So those merits a person can get reward for in this world. And the reason is because when a person is in Ganeidim with the Tzadikim, in every beautiful area where he finds himself, they're making announcements. This area was created by people who did this and this mitzvah. Now, if we're going to announce this area was created, well, it actually was an Avera. And because the person did Shuvah, now it's become a mitzvah that would so embarrass the person, especially in front of these great, great tzaddikim. Therefore, the reward for those for tshuva, for the mitzvah, Averis that turn into mitzvahs, that we get in this world. Unbelievable idea. We're going to develop this more in a moment. This is 101.9 The program is sold to so Please stay with us. There's so much amazing stuff coming. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, back on your radio. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Ha'azinu, Erev Yom Kippur, Tov Shin Pei Dalit. A warm welcome to those who are joining us now. We've just said the most unbelievable idea. We said that when a person does tshuva, and he does tshuva, out of love, and he does his tshuva out of a desire to come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and rebuild his relationship. So the Gemara says that all of his Averis not only get cancelled, they actually turn into mitzvahs. And we learned this before, that the reward for all those Avera turned into mitzvahs, the reward for that we get in this world. Even though we say there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world, these mitzvahs, we get rewarded in this world. And we already explained one reason before before the break. In the Sefer Beersheva, he brings another reason that says the reason why there's no schar for mitzvahs in this world is because mitzvahs were given by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, you know, of course, is, 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 uh, is infinite. There's no, there's no end or beginning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, there can never be any reward, any limit, any quantifiable way to the rewards that one's going to get for a mitzvah. It comes from Hashem, and therefore the reward is, in, is infinite. And if we took the entire world, and all the contents of the entire world, would not be sufficient to pay us back even for one mitzvah that we've done. Because anything that exists in this world is, is limited. Anything in this world has, 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 has a, has an end. There's not, not, nothing in this world is limitless. And therefore Hashem and His great chesed pays a person based on, uh, in, in, in sort of, in consonance with His actions. According to the, the, the degree of the mitzvah in Alamabo, you did an infinite mitzvah, you will get an infinite reward and that can only happen in the world to come. However, the punishment for any Averis committed, so that has a, a limit, that has a fixed amount, right? Because since they were done by a human being. And a human being is very limited. A human being is very, very uh, constrained. Therefore, uh, 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 therefore the punishment 
the Avera was, was done in this world and therefore the punishment has to also be in this world which is limited. Therefore, even when those Averas now through a person's tshuva turn and flip into, into merits through his tshuva and then tshuva done out of love, since they were done they, they came about, their, their source, their essence, is because of the Averis of a person, right? Which, of course, is, is something very limited, very, very much part of this world. So, therefore, even when they flip over, and instead of getting punishment, we're going to get rewards. The reward has to be in, 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 in that sort of in coordination with limited amount that the punishment would have been. And, therefore, for those mitzvahs, those averas become mitzvahs. It's possible to give the reward for that, even in this in this world. And we know the the, the tzlach brings down in in his uh, in his third rasha for erev yom kippur. It actually brings down in in brachas uh, also that when a person's going to come back and he's going to do tshuva for all his averas, and then not only that. Afterwards, he actually then goes and confesses his Averis a second time. So then, that then turns his tshuva into a tshuva out of love. And then, even the Averis he did on purpose become merits for him. In fact, just to quote what he says, says, once a person has already done tshuva, even if the beginning of his tshuva was niyira, he did tshuva because he was scared. He didn't want to get punished. He didn't want terrible things to happen to him. So he did tshuva. But it wasn't a tshuva out of love. It was a, it was a tshuva done out of almost compulsion. And then, after that, he, it, he, see, he says, we have an after on Shabbos, take words also, which are the words of, of vidui, of confession, and crying, and supplication. Right, and, and even even at night, when he's lying on his bed, he's going to cry before Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Right, as it says, "B'mistorim tifke nafshi," in 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 the hidden places, my soul cries, and he comes back to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And now the second level of his tshuva is out of love. So through the first tshuva, so we know the avera wasn't removed totally. It's, it remains. It, it's downgraded. When a person does tshuva out of, out of fear, so the tshuva that he did on purpose, wantonly and deliberately, is downgraded in its seriousness to an avera done inadvertently. But now, says Kolti Savain, that once he does tshuva out of love, there's no, the avera is not, it doesn't exist at all. Not even a, not even an impression, not even a stain, not even a mark. Of the Avera is left. And in fact, the Kartoy, the Pasuk says, you get good things. On the contrary, it turns into a merit, into something beautiful and beneficial. It's, it's considered. So this is the, the whole aspect of the Vidui on Yom Kippur. That we actually, we do Tshuva and we, and we say Vidui again and again. Why? Because every single time we say vidui, 
it more and more purifies, more and more rarefies, more and more makes that transformation of of Araveris. It it lowers and lowers the the level of of, of the rebellion. It lowers the level and the seriousness of 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 Araveris until at the end we can even merit that Araveris actually get turned into in, into merits which we get the reward for in this in this world. So now let's come back and try to understand the words of the Mishnah Bura. We said, remember that the ten Viduyim that we say in Yom Kippur, they correspond to the ten times where the Koyen uttered the, the, the full, the Tetragomen, the, the full name of, of Akadish, of, 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 of Baruch Hu on, on Yom Kippur. Why? What's the connection? Because when a person goes over the Vidui again and again. So each time he's purifying the Avera until that Avera turns into a merit and into a mitzvah. Right? In other words, it's now uh, uh, appropriate that it can now live, it can now exist alongside the actual name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, based on this, on this fundamental idea, we can understand what the Rambam says in Nechus Chuvim Perik Aleph. He says, And even someone who, because of the sins in Talmud Beis Mikdash, had to bring sin offerings or an Asham offering. And at the time when they bring their sacrifice, for the inadvertently performed uh, Avera, or for certain Averas, even if there's not a purpose to bring the Korban, just bring the Korbanim, does nothing for them, until they also do Tshuva. And they have to actually verbally confess their sin. Shinema, as it says, We have to actually uh, 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 verbalize the sin that that he's bringing the carbon for. And the time of this vidui, he explains later on uh, in, in the halachas of, of, of Karbanus, that he brings there, he takes his two hands and he puts it between the two horns of the animal and he confesses the sin for which he is bringing this this animal. If it's, if it's a chatas, then he, uh, uh, he, he, he confesses the, the sin that he did. And if it's an asham, he brings, he confesses the sin for which he has to bring this asham. Right? If it's a carbon oila, so then he confesses the, the sin of the positive commandment they didn't fulfill. Or a, or a negative commandment that, that, uh, that can be fixed up, whatever it might be. Right, in other words, the vidui needs to be at the time of the actual bringing of the carbon. So based on that, it would seem that if a person did tshuva, and he already said vidui, and then he brings his carbon only afterwards, he hasn't fulfilled his obligation. Because when the Rambam, it sees, it seems that the time of the vidui is literally at the time when he's bringing that, that sacrifice. So we we can understand this 
based on what we just spoke above. Because the fact that he says Avidui again and again turns the Avera into a mitzvah. And therefore, it makes sense to say the Vidui at the time when you're bringing the Karban in order to almost to allude to the sinner. Right? That uh, uh, the, through the act of doing the Vidui, he's going to elevate that Avera as, as like a Reach Nichoyach. That Avera will become something beautiful and pleasant and, and wonderful smelling before Akash will become a, a Mitzvah. Now the, the Bnei Socher, right, of Tzirah Melech, Dinov, brings down in, in his writings on, on, uh, on Chodesh Nisan, says that the, the skula, and I never know how to translate that word, of fulfilling a mitzvah saseh is that we're able to bring down and perhaps even strengthen the outpouring of goodness and kindness and mercy that comes from, from heaven. And in the Chas if a person opposite, if he does a, a, an Avera, he violates um, a, a negative commandment. So then, on the contrary, it brings down terrible to things, suffering and, and punishment and all kinds of strictures against against the entire world. However, sometimes, when it's really, really a, a difficult time for the Jewish nation, sometimes we need to bring both these opposites at the same time. Why? Because on one hand, we have to bring down for ourselves all the kindness, all the mercy for Christ. And at the same time, when, when, when we're being persecuted, when we're being made to suffer, when we're being uh, uh, under the, the, the terrible boot of some, of some uh, army or some, or some government. So there... We want to bring down all the bad, all the punishment for those, for those who are shine. So we have a problem. <laughs> and it's a very uh, obvious question. How is it possible that we can do these two diametrically opposed activities at the same time? Because if we fulfill mitzvahs, so then we bring down chesed and rachamim, not only for ourselves, but for the whole world, even on the Rishayim. And if chasashalam, we don't fulfill mitzvahs, so we bring down terrible things also on the Jewish nation. So how do we daven to bring down good things for ourselves and, and punishment and suffering and, and the, and the just deserts for, for the, for the Rishayim? So the the advice given for how we can possibly do that is that the tzaddikim, there's the concept by tzaddikim that even when that tzaddik does an avera, sometimes he does what's called an avera lishma. In other words, he does an avera, but he does he does it because at that point, at that time, the generation needed him to do that. In fact, as as Chazal. One in, in Nazir that says, an Avera done, but also for the purpose of somehow achieving some great purpose is even greater than a mitzvah not done for Hashem's, Hashem's sake. And therefore, through a Misa Avera, when a tzaddik does 
an Avera act, but he's doing it for some sublime purpose on behalf of the Jewish nation. So because an Avera was done, some kind of dinim, some kind of punishments come down to the world. But those punishments, because it was done the Shema, those punishments are visited upon the Goyim. Well, because he did it lishma, because he did it for the benefit of Klaisro, we in fact get mercy and kindness and goodness from from uh, from from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So it works. This, this dichotomy can can uh, can work. But the problem is that certainly this kind of a concept of doing an avera for God's sake is only. For, for great people, for great, great tzaddikim who are leaders of the, of the, of the, of the gen, of generation, like, like Mordechai and, and Esther, right? Because they were so great and they were so holy, they know when is the time and the opportunity that it's appropriate, right? For, uh, for Esther to go in and, and sleep with the, with the Sachshverosh, to do an Avera for the benefit of Klaeso. And the truth is, uh, it's a uh, and 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 right. What kavanas they have to have at the time when they when they do that verse that it is only only for Hashem's Hashem's sake. Like Eliyahu Navi on, on Harakana that he brought kavanas outside of the basement. It was a just strict terrible issue, but he was doing completely completely for the honor of Hashem. But for us, us sort of simple people who unfortunately. Araveras are mostly done to to fill our own desires and to because we have not the willpower, not the self control to to keep ourselves out of the clutches of of the etzara. So there's a tremendous danger. We can't start doing and and say, oh, I'm doing this avera for Hashem's sake because it's so easy that God forbids that we can we can fall further and further into the trap of 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 the yetzahara who kind of uh, uh, entices a person to do an avera by claiming no there's nothing wrong with it this is an avera for Hashem's sake and if so what do we have to do when we when we want to bring down how do we bring down the great kindness and the great salvation for ourselves and at the same time the, the punishment and, and the relief that we need from, from the enemies of the Jewish nation. Surely, uh, by us, uh, a simple people, how can we do that? How can we manage to bring down two opposite types of, attitude, of, of attitudes from Hashem, chesed for ourselves and din for the Roshan? How can we do that at the same time? Says the Bnei Yisachar. He says, uh, he gives us another piece of advice. How we can bring down these two opposites at the same time. He says, chesed and rachamim, kindness and, 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 and mercy for the Jewish nation and, and strict punishment and, and, uh, you know, uh, destruction for the, for the Rishayim. We can do it if a person merits to do tshuva out of love. For his Averis, that works also. Why? Because when we do tshuva out of love, the Gemara says in Yuma, that all the Averis he did on purpose become merits. And therefore, because the very, very fact that these acts of Averis now 
existed. So that brings into the world all kinds of of punishments. But now that we've done tshuva, and and it's now a mitzvah, those punishments that are existed that are created by that era. Uh, we, we're no longer, we're no longer subject to that. We, we, don't, we no longer deserve those punishments. But they already exist. They're already there. So therefore, those things will be visited upon our enemies, upon our persecutors, upon those who want to obliterate us from the world. They get punished because of the tshuva we've done that's turned our avarus into, into great mitzvahs. If what we're saying is correct, so even someone who's not worthy to reach such a level of, of, of doing tshuva out of love, even he, there's a way he can help. If he does tshuva by saying vidui, and again, he repeats the vidui again and again, and by repeating the vidui and the tshuva downgrades even the avarice he did on purpose, into into uh, into, into merits, and through the 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 fact that the averus turn into mitzvahs, that brings all the punishments to our enemies, and by the fact that his averus have been turned to mitzvahs by his constant repetition of of the vidui, that brings all kinds of chesed, all kinds of goodness for for the Jewish for the Jewish nation. So let us use this opportunity to harness the tremendous power of Yom Kippur. Let's first think about what we want to confess, what we need to confess, and come before Hashem and mean what we say. And yes, we want to come back. We want to have a relationship. If we want, if we have that desire, and we say the Vijay and we repeat it again and again and again, all ten times, we end up with an incredible situation that so much has been generated by Avidun. First of all, our own mitzvahs, our own Averis have been turned into mitzvahs, which we're going to get so much reward in this world. And we've created a situation where our Kodesh is going to pour down on us even more kindness, even more goodness, even more bracha, and at the same time visit the appropriate punishments and strictures on those who deserve to be punished for oppressing and, and torturing us. Have a wonderful one, Shalom Kippur. We'll be back after the break with our Hilfah Shabbos slot. This is 101.9 FM. Stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, back on your radio, soul to soul. Erev, Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Ha'azinu, Tov, Shin, Pei, Dalet. I'm getting used to it already. The first Shabbos, well, as I said, well, not first Shabbos, but the first sort of proper Shabbos of the New Year. And of course, today our learning is dedicated <coughs> as a Rufu Shlema for Yehuda Koyen ben Menucha Rochel, for Perez ben Chaya Devoraleya, ben Shlomo ben Yomin ben Sheshana Pesa, Yehuda Yilel Alevi ben Shulamis Leya, Dina Bas Rochel, Chaviva Bas Rivaleya, Shena Bas Chana, Yehuda Aaron, Ben Rut Elka, Yehuda Hillel Halevi, Ben Shulamis Leia, and Leizel Leia Bas, Bas Asna, and, uh, 
Aperitz ben Pesa, Arya Elia ben Miriam. May they all be zeichet to have a refuah shleima b'toich shor cholim Yisrael. As we always do at this time on the show, just to bring you the highlights, the times are necessary for this coming Shabbos Pashas Hazinu. So the earliest time for lighting your Shabbos candles tonight, today is 4.48. 4.48 is the earliest time that one can do it. And again, first Shabbos of the year, you certainly want to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu how eager we are to bring Shabbos into our lives, most beautiful. And we know that Shabbos Shuvah is brought is the Shabbos that can then set the tone for the whole, for the whole year. And Bez Hashem should be something really, really special. And we hope that we can manage. It's not, it's not so bad. We can do it. We can get everything ready, get ourselves organized, get the house organized, get the food up and out. As I say, always somehow working around the load shedding schedules to Bez Hashem, get ourselves into the ambiance, into the Kedusha of Shabbos as soon as as possible. If we can't make the earliest time, so the latest time for Ben Shemlicht this coming Shabbos is 5.46. 5.46 is the latest time. And again, we have to regard that as the absolute deadline. We don't do Mulacha after that unless it's an extreme, extreme uh, emergency. Yeah, the food should be hot, the bathroom should be finished, the car should be parked. We actually should be in shul already, so we can daven mincha together with the, uh, with the tzibur. That's something that really we should, we should aim for, especially this, uh, this, this week. Uh, Shkia, then tonight is at 6.04. That is absolutely the latest time. If you're really, really stuck in an emergency, that's the latest time for doing for doing a, a malacha. And therefore, if you want to daven mayrev after night and not have to repeat the, the shema, anything like that, so then all you have to do is wait till about 6.22. 6.22 is proper proper night. And we can then... Uh, uh, Davin Meirev and, and sit down and then, as I say, enjoy a, a Shabbos, enjoy the, the beautiful, uh, company of, of family and friends and, and some good, some good, uh, tender vittles and some yummy food and make it a beautiful night, make it a night as always to remember, have some Torah, have some Zemiras, have some good, good, uh, the good discussion. Let's make sure that whatever speech we have at the table is things that are going to bring the Eivishter Nachas, Nachas Hashem, things that are contrary to what we should be talking about anytime, certainly not on a Shabbos Kodesh. Tomorrow, of course, is Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Hazinu, the penultimate Sedra in the, uh, in the Torah, quite a short Torah, but a beautiful, beautiful Pasha. Lots of Rashi, lots of, lots of commentary. And of course, as the Shabbos gets its name, uh, a Shabbos Shuva, you read the Aftarah of Shuva Yisrael Al Hashem Lekecha, which, uh, gets sometimes a little bit complicated because it skips all over the place. Different communities have different Minhagim, which bits and pieces they, they, uh, they say. But, uh, that's certainly something, you know, we should make a point of being in Shul. The Shabbos again, the first Shabbos of the year. Let's make a really, really great effort to be there. Maybe a little bit earlier than than uh, than usual. And of course, you know, uh, uh, whatever activities Yeshua has, a shear, a a, a a bracha, 
etc., etc., in, uh, in, enjoy it. Many shuls have the custom that on Shabbat Shuvah is a special shir by the Rav, either in Halacha or in, or in uh, Agadic texts regarding Shuvah, regarding the upcoming uh, Yom Kippur. Um, we no longer say in Perkyavis. We finished with that for the year. I mean, obviously, we never finish Perkyavis. You can learn Perkyavis any and all the time. Um, but uh, uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.35, 6.35. And then, of course, we go straight into Erev, Erev Yom Kippur. Erev Yom Kippur with the special mitzvahs on, on, on Sunday day of, of eating, but eating not because simply to you know, fortify yourself before the fast, but because it's a mitzvah to eat on the day before on the day before uh, uh, Yom Kippur, and of course uh, wherever your community has their schedules, when Mincha is going to be important to know that the candlelighting time for Yom Kippur is also five forty-six, and that candlelighting time means the actual beginning of all the things that apply to Yom Kippur, kick in from that moment. Obviously, the candles have to be lit at home. And just generally, I mean, uh, uh, although we don't uh, have the pleasure of being able to eat on Yom Kippur, but Yom Kippur, of course, is a Yom Tov, and the house should be remain set up in Shabbos Yom Tov mode, tablecloths on, 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 on the table, Sort of, you know, lots of, lots of lighting, lots of, uh, lots of things set up that, that make, that might make things, uh, look, uh, look, look nice. But again, as I was saying, from 546 is the official beginning of Yom Kippur and all the special laws that apply to Yom Kippur, uh, in addition to all the normal halachas, because Yom Kippur has the same status as, as Shabbat and whatever activities are forbidden on uh, on on Shabbat are forbidden on Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur also so that all kicks in from from 5:46 uh, uh, tomorrow night and Yom Kippur I think believe ends on Monday evening at 6:36 is the end of the the uh, the the fast just a couple of of laws that pertain to Erev uh, Yom Kippur so uh we don't we say quite short slichas on Erev Yom Kippur. Well, please God, we'll make it up uh, at night. And at Kol Nidre, we get to say a lot of that that those slichas services uh, uh, again. <coughs> we also it's a yontov. We don't say Taknun <coughs> or Avinu Avinu Malkeinu. As I say, it's a special mitzvah to eat on on Erev Erev Yom Kippur. And uh, it's a custom to have fish at some meal earlier during the day, not the final meal before before the uh, the fast. Uh, if anyone did not say Hatarat Nadarim on Erev Rosh Hashanah, should do so on on Erev on Erev uh, Yom Kippur. Uh, there's definitely a custom for uh, men to go to the mikveh on Erev Yom Kippur to sort of purify themselves, raise themselves to the highest possible level that a person can uh, can be can can be on. And it's a day to be set aside with for prayer and 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 saying to him, obviously if there I mean there's the deadline, if there are any outstanding interpersonal issues, 
But Gemara says that Yom Kippur cannot atone for any interpersonal, interpersonal feuds or, or, or insults or hurts unless one first goes and actually begs the pardon, asks forgiveness from the aggrieved, aggrieved party. So it doesn't help to just walk around like some kind of machine asking all and sundry, are you Michael me? Do you forgive me? Do you forgive me? That, that really is, is, is pointless. But if one knows that there is situations that one has caused or been part of where there may be aggrieved or hurt or insulted parties, this is the time to directly approach them or at least if you are the aggrieved party, make yourself available to them so they can approach approach you and and we don't want to go and jump kipper with anyone's anyone's uh uh, uh you know uh burdens on on our shoulder and any sort of grudges and of course the Gemara says that anyone who is prepared to forego his own honor and forgive other people's misgivings so Baruch Hu does the same for for us we're going to take a little break now and we'll come back with a few closing comments in a moment, this is 11.9. Chayef and the program is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Ha'azinu, almost Erev Yom Kippur, Tov Shin Peidala, just a few closer comments, we were discussing some of the laws, just a quick, quick vision of some of the laws pertinent to the farce of, of, of Yom Kippur, so... In the afternoon, we, we go to shul for mincha, and as part of the mincha, we say, after the normal weekday, Amidah, the full, uh, uh, the full vidui, the full confessional, al-shamnu, al-chait, uh, before going home to have the, the, the su'uda, the special final meal, and, and although it's called the su'udah tamav sekes, it's not to be confused with the Sulam of Sekis that we have just before Tishbav, which is just uh, sort of an egg and and, uh, and and some bread. This is a full meal, a yomtov meal, a meat, a meat meal. One should have food that is easy to digest and and not too heavy. Obviously not nothing intoxicating or nothing that's going to give a lot of person a lot of uh, grief afterwards in terms of its after uh, effects. Remember, you're going to be spending sort of the next three hours or so in, in a long time in, in shul. So you want to be comfortable, uh, with, with, uh, with that. There is a time honored custom for parents to bless their children. Many parents have the custom to bless their children every Lel Shabbat and, and Lel Yamtum. But even those who don't, there's a special, uh, uh, Indian to Bless one's children before Yom Kippur, and, and there's a there's a uh, slightly more lengthy uh, text. We say we're really we wish them all the most amazing things for themselves, and please God, the families that hopefully they will merit they will merit to 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 build. So take advantage of uh, of, of that. And just to quickly, uh, we light, of course, Yom Tov candles uh, and make the brach of the Hadlik Neshla Yom Tov. Uh, uh, one should say, uh, it's a new, it's a new, uh, yomtev. In addition, there is a custom to light a 24 hour, a candle, uh, 
which will burn throughout the entire Yom Kippur. And we please God, we will use that candle on, on Maitzah Yom Kippur when we make Havdalah. We say the bracha of Bayre Meir Eish and we, we make that bracha over this candle that has burned throughout the whole Chag. In addition, uh, the main time for actually saying Yiskar is on, on Yom Kippur and the custom is to light a yard site light if one has uh, relatives that one would say Yiskar for. Uh, one can use one candle for multiple Relatives, some have the custom, let's say for husband and wife, each will light their own candle for all of their, all of their relatives. And those are also, uh, 24 hour candles that should burn the entire, the entire, uh, Yom, Yom, Yom Kippur. Uh, we dress in, in Shabbos clothes for Yom Kippur. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Uh, we will we'll save our best for, for, uh, Sukkot and we don't wear jewelry. Because in the, in, in sort of deference to the seriousness and the awesomeness of the day of, uh, of, of Yom Kippur. And just a quick reminder, remember the things that are forbidden on Yom Kippur is obviously eating and, and drinking unless one has extenuating circumstances and one has discussed it with one's doctor and one's rov and gotten guidelines on what and how they should be doing it. Uh, no leather shoes. Right, uh, uh, generally the custom is anything that has any leather, one may however wear a leather belt, a leather jacket, or leather socks if you really want to uh, uh, do that. Also, no creams, ointments, deodorants may be put on 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 uh, on on Yom Kippur, and of course no washing. If there's a particular area uh, in the hand that maybe needs special attention, one can give, but otherwise, even when we wake up in the morning and wash our hands, we only wash until the, the knuckles and not the full hand as, as we always, as we always do. And of course we try. We try whatever, as much as we can. If we can be in shul all day, that's great. If we can't, and we have other responsibilities, we do, we do what we like. But I need to go, and therefore I'm just going to wish each of you, a beautiful, beautiful good Shabbos, and Bez Hashem have a, an amazing and, and meaningful and uplifting uh, Yom Kippur, and Bez Hashem where we'll hopefully meet again before Sukkot and, and share some Torah on Chagas To each and every one of our radio family, thank you for being with us, thank you for listening, and to each and every one of you, a Shabbat Shalom.